Hi, welcome to the IMS Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Teresa Barber, and today we'll be speaking with Littler Mendelssohn shareholder and former Litigation and Trial Practice Group co-chair, Helene Wasserman. In this episode, Helene joins us to discuss trends and insights for law firm leaders, corporate leaders, and in-house counsel on navigating culture and advancing diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI efforts in a remote working environment. A little bit about our guest today, Helene Wasserman has spent her entire career practicing exclusively in the area of labor and employment law. She's tried single and multi-plaintiff cases on a range of matters and appears before state and federal courts and administrative agencies and handles litigation matters, including trial practice, arbitration, and mediation. A seasoned trial attorney, Helene is the former co-chair of Littler's Litigation and Trial Practice Group. She's been actively engaged in, has trained others on, and has written and spoken on topics related to virtual litigation and trials and on how to have litigation progress during the pandemic and beyond. A decorated practitioner, she's been awarded the AV Peer Review Rating by Martindale Hubble, named to Women Leaders in Law by the Los Angeles Times, named Recommended Lawyer by Labor and Employment Disputes in Defense Legal 500, and named in the Best Lawyers in America from 2006 through 2021. Thanks for joining us for today's discussion. Welcome, Helene. Thank you so much for joining us today on IMS Insights Podcast. It's really a joy to have you here. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. So I um, wanted to talk to you. You've had some really interesting work you've been doing lately and some articles that caught our attention um, here at IMS. Uh, in the spring of just last year, 2020, U.S. Com- communities and businesses were beginning to appreciate, just beginning to appreciate the severity of the pandemic. Uh, we saw at that time, we saw companies and businesses shifting to send employees home. Around that time, you and your colleagues at Littler conducted a survey around May of 2020, and you guys found that a majority of in-house counsel, HR professionals, C-suite execs believed everything would be back to normal by <laughs> summer's end. Obviously, that hadn't quite panned out. How have law firms and in-house counsel been able to keep cases and just keep business moving? Well, the, the key is, is planning and flexibility are the, are the two keys. Um, I mean, I know that our firm, way before this all started, put together plans in place, and the plans in place had to shift and keep shifting as things went on, and as the length of the pandemic and the length of the remote work went on. And flexibility is key. I mean, it's not only about sending people home with the right equipment that they need to use to be able to keep working. It's other things like, what is the infrastructure to be able to support all of those people working remotely with all of that different equipment? And will that infrastructure change or need to be added to? Will the equipment be sufficient? And then you've got the entire issue of how to support people who are working at home Mm -hmm. and planning and being flexible about that. Will people need to work flexible hours, for example, because they may have childcare issues or may have to be a teacher during the day and work during the night and how to be flexible about doing that? Maybe thinking about offering benefits and added benefits to help support people working in a remote environment. So the real key is the combination of having a plan in place and being able to be flexible to be able to pivot when things change and you need to add to that plan. 
And it's so interesting, too, because you think about the legal industry and law firms, not always the fastest adopters of innovation, right? No, not at all. I mean, and, part of the issue is, you know, we, we grew up on living on learning about stare decisis and how everything we do is based upon prior precedents and prior precedents. But 2020 was an unprecedented year and clearly an unprecedented year in our legal community and in our society. So we clearly have had to figure out how to move forward past the precedents to create new precedents. Yeah, very. it's been an interesting moment. And, um, you know, and you, you kind of hit on continuity and um, such a focus. It's just COVID has forced such a focus on continuity for businesses, but also for, for firms. You know, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on what the legal community and what really the litigation community has learned from those necessary shifts uh, that have had to be made. So much. I mean, I've spoken about flexibility, but the key is innovation. Mm -hmm. I mean, the saying used to be necessity is the mother of invention. Well, here it's been necessity has been the mother of innovation and coming up with new ways. And, and all of the ways that we're now practicing law are very different in, in so many respects than we were prior to the pandemic. And we've had to learn and we've had to develop new skills. And that's really what's been necessary, the the flexibility and the resilience to be able to make those changes and the understanding of the technology and the willingness to learn the technology to be able to move forward. Yeah, so interesting. Just in the corporate world too, we saw in 2020, we saw a rash of announcements, big tech firms, large professional services corporations saying they were now they they would be working remotely in perpetuity, right? So you know that kind of raises the question for um, for in-house counsel, especially, uh, is the corporate professional services office a thing of the past? And how are corporate leaders and in-house counsel going to adapt, or should they be adapting to this new normal? Well, I mean, it's interesting because you know you got to look at it from the positive perspective, and it's hard to find positive in all of this, but you do, and. By working remotely, whether it is a corporate structure or a, or a law firm, you are open to be able to retain and hire a whole different group of, of talent. I mean, there are people out there that would be fully equipped to perform jobs, both in the legal perfection and tech and in any business, but for varying reasons, whether they be family care issues, whether they be due to individual disabilities or health conditions, are not physically capable of working in an office environment. By moving to a completely remote environment or a, or, or a significantly portion of your environment, work environment being remote, you are basically opening yourself to an entire new talent pool that may not have ever, you've ever thought of and who may never have thought about working with you. So that is something that business needs to look at as far as maintaining in this remote environment. Listen, losing the bill for real estate every month is not going to cause heartburn because obviously okay. businesses are going to save money on real estate if they're going to a largely remote workforce. But one of the big challenges is the notion of corporate or business culture. Mm-hmm. Because that's what is getting lost in the shuffle by sending everyone at to work remotely, you don't have the water cooler conversations. Walking you don't down the have hall. the while well, you know, walking down the hall. You don't have. I mean, one of the things that I miss the most is just walking down to one of my colleagues' office at two in the afternoon and say, "Hey, Bean or Buck, 
I mean, are we going to go down to Starbucks? Or are we going to go get a coffee bean today? Which one are we going to do? <laughs> we, we miss that by not being in the office. So businesses need to spend more time and maybe spend some of the financial resources that they're saving on the real estate side right. to finding ways of helping develop and foster firm culture, which is a challenge when everyone's working in their own little cubicle that's miles and miles away from someone else's own little cubicle. It's difficult enough to maintain a culture when people are working together. It's multiplied by many fold when people are all in a remote environment. This um, raises some questions too in my brain. Diversity, equity, inclusion has been so important, especially in the post-Weinstein world. We all watched the Me Too movement. Some of us participated in it. What it's kind of created a new normal, pre-COVID created a new normal, right? Specifically regarding corporate culture. What now in the remote environment, what are the special considerations for companies and for in-house counsel? And one of the things that uh, to sort of to add to the list, in 2020, we saw the resurgence of the BLM movement in light right. of the murder, in light of George, George Floyd's Floyd, murder. Sure. So, I mean, you look at 2020, you wonder, I'm glad it's over with because what else could have gone gone right. horribly, horribly wrong in, in 2020? There are ways to work with D and D, D and I or DEI uh, <laughs> issues and that will help in the same thing that I was just talking about before as far as co- corporate culture. I mean, for example, the American Bar Association came up with their 21-day racial equality challenge or racial equity challenge. Mm-hmm. I know law firms and, and businesses likewise looked at it as a way of bringing people together to get people to learn more and read and understand more about this was specific as to, to racial equity issues and have meetings and have meetings via Zoom or whatever your platform of choice is to discuss issues. Having in dealing with other issues, you're talking about sort of the Me Too movement and dealing with women in the workplace. There are studies, I mean, women are are oftentimes the the caregivers in a in a household and taking care of children. So right. to the extent that there are benefits that can be offered or meetings that can be offered to have people talk and share what they're they're their common experience, because we are all experiencing working remotely and dealing with pandemic issues personally, and yet it's a common experience. And by bringing up people, having affinity groups, mm-hmm. having affinity groups within organizations who can work as a, as a group, both to be able to address their shared experiences and to share their experiences with others outside of the the affinity groups. Those are all ways to both foster a company culture during a pandemic, as well as deal with the DEI issues. It's not as easy to do it as if you meet in person, but I mean, we've all been at these various office happy hours and office meetings and that's what needs to be done. There needs to be extra steps taken to bring people into the fold than otherwise would have been there because of the remote working environment. That makes sense. Just a, a deliberate focus, but just translated into this new Zoom world that we're in. Exactly. Thank you for joining us for today's discussion in this episode of the IMS Insights podcast. At IMS, we are trusted to deliver consultative trial and expert services for the most influential attorneys and global firms. 
It's been our privilege to serve our clients on more than 20,000 cases and over a thousand trials, and to connect you with the sharpest subject matter experts and meaningful insights on important matters. If you have a topic you'd like to hear more about or unique work in your own practice you'd like to share, email our editorial team at editor at expertservices.com. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or your favorite podcast platform. Join us next time on IMS Insights. Thanks again.